stop what you're doing. If you did not listen to part one, go back and do that right now. This is John Travolta, part two. I'm Susie. This is Jawbreakers Podcast. And we got clickbaited into reading an article that took us two full episodes to get through. So we do commit. We get to all the way to the end of this article. We, of course, didn't know how much longer it was going to take or if it ever even ended or if it was auto-filling or what was happening. But we did do it. And that's what's important. So if you want to be a patron, patreon.com slash Nurmer Enjoy the episode. You're listening to Jawbreakers, the show hosted by the Pittsburgh area's top trend forecasters, Alexis and Susie. Grab some candy in your headphones, pull up a seat near a super loud railroad track, and get ready for pop culture news so fake, you'll have to wonder if they're lying. You know that I don't understand who Timothy Chalamet is? I couldn't pick him out of a police line. I saw him fuck a peach, but I couldn't recognize his face. <laughs> to call a peanut M&M obese? <laughs> Like, that's literally, it's an M&M, that's how it's shaped. Mm-hmm. It's not like a body positivity thing, it's None literally just- None of this is just, real. It's also- <laughs> Yeah, right, if you- Yeah, I think, did I tell you you, with, you wouldn't like this movie? Yeah. So then I tried really hard to like it. Welcome back to Clickbait about John Travolta. Part two. This week we're eating Galactic Mixed Cubes by Warheads. Mmm, that looks spooky. Yeah, it's all dark. Did you get dark. that in Halloween? No, I got it recently. Hmm. I love a Warhead. A celestial mystery of the sour kind. Will you fall into black hole cherry, get a cosmic punch of dark matter, or ride the rocket raspberry to the pink side of the moon? You won't know till you take your first bite. I feel like I could probably know before I take the bite because it has a color. Yeah. Or is it a mystery? Oh, it's a mystery. Oh, that's fun. Oh. That's probably why it's all black packaging, too. Yeah. Oh, wow. They're all black. Wow. They look galactic. <sighs> this is fun. We're also drinking Sour Mike's Hard Freeze. They're in, like, a can. Yeah. Is it supposed to be a seltzer, or is it just a lemonade? It's malt bev. Is it always malt bev? Uh, like a lemonade, like a Mike's Hard Lemonade, is that more malt bev? I think technically. Okay, I'm gonna get a couple of these in my hand. They're little cubes covered in sour. I'm into this. This is way better than last week's candy. What was last week's candy? Uh, rocks on a stick. <laughs> I think that was Cosmic Punch I just had. I'm having punch now. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. At Whoa. first I thought it was the blue freeze, but yours is black. Your tongue is black. Your tongue's blue. Oh, yours is like blue down the middle and black on the sides. <laughs> My hands are like... Your, whole, your face is turning blue. <laughs> it's spreading out of your mouth. It looks like I'm... I feel like I'm eating blue talkies. Oh. What are the flavors again? Black hole cherry. Black hole punch, rocket, sun. Raspberry. Oh, paint your tongue galactic blue. It's painting my hands blue, too. Yeah. That's a weird selling point. All hmm. right. You think you could dye clothes with this? Yeah. 
If you just threw these with like a white shirt in the wash. I bet ancient hunter-gatherers picked these off the bush to dye their jeans. Oh, uh, you think that's how they made denim? So, to catch you up, we're reading a clickbait. It was just a random tweet that I saw like an hour ago. It's been an hour now. <laughs> it said John Travolta breaks his silence. And it's just taken us through absolutely everything John Travolta's ever done, except for missing key things, apparently, which mm-hmm. have yet to be revealed. And it's, like, going back and forth. Like, it'll, like, bring you up to, like, 2010, and then it'll be, like, in high school, John Travolta was sad. Wait, it'll be, like, they had a baby in 2011, and then talk about, like, a bunch of other things, and then, like, the baby was born in 2011 at 8 pounds. So, it's going well. The next section, where we left off, facial hair. For a Hollywood star, appearance is, and for John Travolta, he put a lot of care into his looks, especially when it came to his hair and facial hair. He has even dyed it different colors. His facial hair? And dyed, and added in a weave to give it more volume. Generally speaking, each new look is for a specific role he is going to play. The same goes for his facial hair, which has seen a number of different styles, including goatee beard and handlebar mustache. Mm-hmm. Each of these different looks he would have Whoa. done for different roles he was playing. Just look at this Google search of John Travolta facial hair. All over the place. Just every facial hair you can imagine. He has like a soul patch. Yeah, that's what it is. Dance with Princess Diana. One of the most iconic moments in John Travolta's life was in 1985 when he danced with Princess Diana at the White House. It took place at a gala dinner hosted by the president at the time... 1985. I don't think I would know it. 1985? Yep. It's the White House. John Travolta's there. (laughs) Princess Diana's there. And the president is... Clinton. Reagan. Reagan. Alexis and I are really bad at trivia. (laughs) We make a terrible trivia team, which is weird. I got it. We both know so much. Second guess. Right, that's the thing. We don't get a second guess. We're both really good second guessers. Yeah. It was a surreal moment for both of them. According to reports from that event, Nancy Reagan said that Diana wanted to dance with John Travolta, so he asked her and she accepted. He says to this day, it was one of the best moments of his life. Speaking of the moment, he said that they were off for 15 minutes of dancing. I'm so honored I was able to experience it. You're the one that I want. When Travolta and the Australian actress-slash-singer Olivia Newton-John worked together when they starred as Danny Zuko and Sandy Olsen in on-screen musical... Grease. Everyone could see the genuine chemistry between the two. Newton John is probably one of Travolta's all-time crushes. The rumors of a romance started spreading, which were not silenced, when they starred in other movies together, including Two of a Kind. The romance never went anywhere serious, and the two remain close friends to this day. You can often see them hanging out at Hollywood events, reminiscing about the good old days. Was this before she died? It must have been damn close. No, because she died when I was in Jersey. This or is right from be- December 2nd. Right before I went to Jersey. When did... Because I bought an Olivia Newton-John magazine while I was in Jersey in September. Oh, that's right. Olivia Newton-John... Must have been like late August. It was August 8th. Early. Wow, what a bad birthday. Anyhow. The hiatus. Not every role you choose is going to be a success. And for Travolta, the dip in his career came when he starred in the movie Urban Cowboy, 
following which was a string of failed films which had very poor reviews and didn't do well at the box office either. This was despite him being offered multiple roles that roles that were surefire hits. Not every decision is the right decision at the time, and this led to a downturn in movies, movie offers and a period of quiet for Travolta. As we know, this wasn't the end of his career, and soon enough he was making good decisions and appearing in huge hits once again. Travolta had refound his mojo. I can't believe they didn't blame Hairspray. No, this guy loves Hairspray. Starring Amanda Bynes. Most of Travolta's career has been focused on acting and dancing, but he is a triple threat and can also belt out a tune. After appearing in Greece, he could have taken the same route as his co-star Olivia Newton-John and become a successful singer, but he decided to stick with acting. John Travolta did make one foray into singing as a young 22-year-old when he released a love song entitled Let Her In. It captured the hearts and minds of the American public and eventually made it to the number 10 spot on the Billboard charts. Your tongue is so, so, so painted. You look like an alien. I feel like my tongue was on Mount Everest. Okay, this subtitle is The Jonassance. It's like Renaissance, Uh but with John at the beginning. The tables began to turn once again for John Travolta when he starred opposite Kirstie Alley as a young taxi driver in Look Who's Talking. The movie was released in 1989 and made a phenomenal $297 million at the box office. The producers knew they were on to a winner as this was Travolta's biggest box office win since Greece. They decided to make a number of sequels ushering in a new era of success. Some called this his Jonassance. Is that a thing? They call it the Jonassance? I think so. I think it makes sense. Which was well and truly in full swing when in 1994 he was offered a role in Quentin Tarantino's new movie, Pulp Fiction. It's about time. You've seen part of Pulp Fiction. I saw all of it. I probably fell asleep. Why are you looking at me like that? You saw like two thirds of it. Did we not finish it? You were very asleep. Okay, why are you... you you know how many times you've fallen asleep while we're watching a movie? I'm, I think I'm just in, I'm enjoying being on this side of it. <laughs> <laughs> just let me have this. Okay. It's the first time. Everyone, Alexis fell asleep <laughs> during Pulp Fiction. <laughs> Except falling asleep during Pulp Fiction makes sense. Does it? It was very quiet. You fell asleep while I was screaming and Leatherface was killing an entire bus of people. <laughs> Pulp Fiction's two and a half hours long. Travolta played opposite Samuel L. Jackson and earned himself an Academy Award nomination for his Best Actor role as Vincent Vega. This was almost like a rebirth for Travolta, reaching new heights and successes. Of course, this was more fame and fortune. A-list actor. Pulp Fiction may not have been big budget, but it had catapulted Travolta into an area of A-list movies with top actors. In a long stream of six... Isn't this after Saturday Night Fever? Yes. Saturday Night Fever was in the 70s. I guess Pulp Fiction does make somebody. Yeah, okay, that's fine. I think it brought him back, because he had, like, a bunch of hits in the late 70s. In the 80s. Yeah. And then the Jonassance. Right. Got it. But this also was his first, like big action boy movie so this proves that he can be like a serious like dude and not just like some dancing boy because he could have just been young dancing boy right and then like in Luku's talking he's like a cute it's like a rom-com not saying Pulp Fiction isn't a rom-com don't come for me (laughs) (laughs) 
In the long stream of successful films for which he was given top roles during the 90s included playing opposite Nicolas Cage as an FBI agent in the thriller Face Off. Oh, yeah, I remember that one. Oh, that is a a screenshot. Cool pick. He also played a role... Is it just the front of Face Off? Oh, no, that's cool. It's Nicolas Cage and John Travolta back-to-back with a wall between them. They both have guns. He also played a... The role of a loan shark in Get Shorty That's and as an was... attorney in Civil Action. I've been trying to th- remember what that movie was called. It wasn't until the end of the 90s when John Travolta was cast as a presidential candidate who was similar in many ways to Bill Clinton in the movie Primary Colors. The role was demanding and challenging, and Travolta would have to make some drastic changes to his appearance to make the character believable. Weight gain. For his role in Primary Colors in 1998 for which he'd be portraying former President Bill Clinton during his first presidential campaign in 1992, the directors and producers thought it might be more believable if Travolta gained some weight to portray the role. They asked him to gain about 30 pounds, which were a departure from his slim and svelte physique in movies like Grease. To do so, he said he got to binge eat burgers and junk food, to which he admitted (laughs) to enjoying. It's been fun gaining it, he said. Oscar's Embarrassment when it comes to oh i forgot about this (laughs) oh so good (laughs) when it comes to acting you are always on the stage but there's no bigger stage than the academy awards ceremony travolta managed to embarrass himself when in 2014 he introduced adina menzel as adele dazim adele dazim (laughs) i watched that shit live (laughs) that was crazy Surely he's learned to read an auto-cue by now? Question mark, it says. <laughs> he received lots of criticism for his mistake, but he took it in good spirits and sent the singer his apologies with a large bouquet of flowers. Menzel accepted his apology, but got her own back the following year when the roles were reversed, and she introduced him as Glom Gazino. <laughs> That's so stupid! <laughs> That's just stupid enough to be funny. (laughs) Glom Casino. That's so stupid. Everyone got a good laugh, but it got a bit uncomfortable when he joined her on stage and caressed her face. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. Honestly, I scrolled past the picture. I was like, that's weird. He really did caress her face. Then he has a full head of hair somehow. (laughs) Yeah, like extra. No one was quite sure what was going on, but everyone took it in good spirits. Another Oscar oops. This wasn't the only time John Travolta would get himself into hot water. There was another unfortunate incident at the Oscars that same year when on the red carpet, Travolta approached Scarlett Johansson to give her a kiss hello just as she was being snapped by photographers. The result was an awkward looking surprise kiss. Oh, that looks so bad. It looks so bad. Colin Jost, where are you? Get your girl. Punch John Travolta, or should I say Glom Casino? <laughs> I've never known. I didn't know about that. <laughs> That's so funny. Johansson was quick to jump to the defense of John Travolta, saying that within the context, it was a welcome gesture and was very sweet. Uh, John Travolta's an old fat. Like, okay, men shouldn't just go up to people and kiss them. He's like a, he's a good old boy. Like he's an like an Italian old man. Like that's how he old like man. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure he knows Scarlett. It's not the. Like, it does like the Kesha photo looks horrible. I don't actually think he was. Right. But I mean, people shouldn't just go up and kiss people. 
She continued on to say that photo still does not reflect what preceded and followed if you see the moment live. They say a picture says a thousand words, but sometimes you need a few extra to explain things. Greer's indebted to Travolta. Richard <laughs> Greer says he's strangely indebted to John Travolta. Is this just every tabloid story about John Travolta that's ever been published? Richard Greer says he's strangely indebted to John Travolta because some of his major roles were ones that first offered to and subsequently turned down by Travolta. It wasn't just one such role, but there were four significant films, which included Greer's breakout role in American Gigolo. There were also roles in the films Days of Heaven and An Officer and a Gentleman. Perhaps most famously, Travolta turned down a role to be in the adaptation of the Broadway musical Chicago, a role which Greer gladly took and which earned him a Golden Globe Award for Best Actor. Of course, Greer gained these roles on his own merit, but it's funny to think of what might have been for John Travolta. That's funny. That's so funny. (laughs) Nick Young stole Travolta's swag. Aside from awards... (laughs) Who? Nick Young? Wait, it'll tell you who he is. Oh, I'm sure it will. Aside from awards nominations and accolades, John Travolta also has a victory dance that was inspired by Los Angeles Lakers shooting guard Nick Young. Nick played for the Lakers between 2013 and 2017 and is known as Swaggy P, which is short for the Prophet of Swag. Aside from his incredible talent, whenever he scores a three-pointer, he will do a dance reminiscent of some John Travolta moves. He claims this was from a dream he had where God instructed him to be a man going back and forth like John Travolta, something that we know John is very happy about, as he says he loves it and thinks it's awesome. O.J. Simpson criticisms. In 2016, there was once again interest around the O.J. Simpson murder trials. This had something to do with the ESPN documentary entitled O.J. Made in America, which was released at the same time as the People vs. O.J. American Crime Story. Both of these were critically acclaimed. Travolta played the role of Robert Shapiro, a lawyer who was at the forefront of the trial and part of OJ's dream team. Travolta was criticized by Shapiro for not going to meet him and get to know him. Shapiro said the portrayal was not accurate, but then he might say that as he doesn't come across as the nicest of characters in the show. John Travolta doesn't have to meet with Shapiro. I agree. Also, Shapiro's a bad guy, right? He's kind of sleazy. Also, John Travolta is literally John Travolta, and he has a Ryan Murphy script. If Ryan Murphy didn't tell me how to do it, I don't think he has to do it. Cutting some bangs. We know that John Travolta's passion- Bangs? Bangs. Like, hair bangs? Right. We know that John Travolta's passion for airplanes isn't limited to just flying them. He loves the whole concept of aviation. So, when Buzz Aldrin launched a non-profit organization called ShareSpace, which encouraged the teaching of science and math- John Travolta, oh my god, this mic's hard. (laughs) John Travolta was happy to put his name to it to help raise money. To do so, he took part in a celebrity auction where he would reenact the famous dance scene with his character and Uma Thurman's. The winning bidder was dedicated fan and wished to emulate Uma Thurman's looks, so asked Travolta to cut bangs into her hair. He duly obliged and gave her hair a snip there and then. Gotti, get me some Travolta. John Gotti, who is head of the infamous Gambino family, one of the most ruthless criminal families, has got to be a tough role to play. But it was Travolta who was deemed talented enough to capture the character of Gotti. Wow. 
along with other A-list stars, including Stacy Keach from Prison Break. Mm-hmm. Travolta played the role of one of the most powerful and influential mob bosses of all time. With the many twists and turns in Gotti's life, it makes for a thrilling movie plot that Travolta has the challenge of depicting with an emotional and sometimes raw performance. Freak accident. When their son, Jet, tragically passed away at the young age of 16 from a freak accident, they must have thought that was enough sadness for a lifetime. Yet again, the Travolta suffered a terribly sad accident when they flew to Maine Airport. They had brought their dogs with them, who had been taken for a quick walk around the grounds of the airport. A liaison was said to be left responsible for taking the dogs out, but unfortunately, during their walk, they were hit by an airport (gasps) vehicle and didn't survive the accident. The airport was very sorry and sent condolence flowers and a card to the Travoltas. That's so sad. Good versus evil. Learning how to play a character is a skill and something that takes years to perfect, a talent Travolta knows a lot about. He always says it's easier to play the bad guy as opposed to the good guy. When asked what kind of roles he preferred, Travolta said he found playing the bad guys a more liberating experience. They're not held back by morals or restrictions. You can let loose and just not care. Good guys place these restrictions on themselves and have to navigate their behavior in line with their own moral code, which makes it more challenging to add a personal touch to the character. He's an author. If you thought if you thought to be the triple threat of actor, dancer, and singer weren't enough, then you can add author to the list of talents Travolta seems to possess. In 1984, amidst all of the grease and Saturday Night Fever madness, Travolta released a book entitled John Travolta, Staying Fit. This was a complete guide to body shaping and conditioning through weight resistance during training and modern dance. Oh, I've seen this picture before. Wow, that's beautiful. If that wasn't enough, in 1997, he released a second book dedicated to his love of aviation, which told the story of a young boy who dreamed about flying planes one day. The book was called Propeller One-Way Night Coach, a fable for all ages, which surely touched the hearts and What's minds of young wannabe pilots. The book is called Propeller One-Way Night Coach. <laughs> How is night spelled? N. I-G-H-T. A career of a lifetime. This is just getting more garbled, right? Yeah. Like, if this was his Wikipedia, it would have a million edits. Someone should have edited this. Right. You already brought up his son. So many times. Travolta has had a career, has had a wide and varied acting career and enjoyed the heights of success. He has a fantastic record of high box office takings with at least 10 of his films grossing over 100 million and a further eight managing to double that figure with takings of over 200 million dollars producers know that having his name on the bill will help increase revenues at the box office and so he has become one of the most experienced and sought after actors in hollywood he has a string of hit movies which include saturday night fever grease look who's talking wild hogs hairspray bolt pulp fiction and phenomenon Amazingly, despite being nominated, John Travolta is yet to receive an Academy Award. Was that the thing you were waiting for? No. Well. I didn't know he played Bolt. Oh, yeah, I've been trying to remember. I knew he was in a cartoon, but I couldn't remember what cartoon. We know that Travolta has played a range of roles, from mob bosses to Danny Zuko. Those are not that different. He's kind of a mob boss. And from Hairspray to Pulp Fiction. Okay. Fair enough. (laughs) The genres couldn't be more different. 
No one imagined, however, that he would take a role in an animated movie, but he did exactly that for Bolt. For this movie... Such a good movie. He gave his voice to the lead character, also called Bolt, and starred alongside Miley Cyrus. Have you seen Bolt? Yeah, I saw it on opening day. Why? Because John Travolta is a dog. <laughs> Name something else from my childhood Speaking that Speaking of, did you know <laughs> Pete Davidson is Marmaduke and has 0% on Rotten Tomatoes? <laughs> <laughs> I've been meaning to watch it. I was going to ask if you watched it. Not yet. The movie showcased both of their singing voices, and Travolta once again was able to demonstrate how talented he is. Bolt proved that he was still relevant and able to make fresh movies that would delight those in Hollywood as well as a wider audience. Romantic scandal. It's not unusual for there to be a romantic scandal for Hollywood stars, and John Travolta's no different. In 2014, a former pilot for Travolta called Douglas Gadaraba claimed that he had been having intimate sexual relations. Oh, I remember that. Douglas Goddard claimed that he had been having intimate relations with Travolta for six years. He broke his silence in a tell-all story with the National Enquirer. I forgot about that. The Travolta family said the rumors were false and ridiculous. When the accusation was made, Goddard said that he was not breaking any kind of non-disclosure agreement and said the story took place when he worked for the Travolta family aircraft company. Man on man. <laughs> <laughs> so in Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> this would not be the only rumor circulating about John Travolta's fidelity or his sexuality. He has been photographed a number of times getting up close and personal to certain people. Travolta claims he treats all of his male and female friends the same and kisses them all hello and goodbye. Again, I he's that. Italian. Yeah. I completely believe that. I believe him and Marlon Brando have kissed on the lips in a normal, in like a, not... In a handshake way. Yeah. Like just a very casual, hey baby. You never heard of Italian people? Right. We assume that is what is going on in this photo with Kirk Douglas. (laughs) I didn't think it was going to be that. I didn't think it was going to be on a stage. It's on a (laughs) stage. In front of a microphone. (laughs) There was, however, the occasion when Travolta was caught on camera with a friend whose identity remains unknown when they were about to take off aboard Travolta's private airplane that may have been the biggest scandal to beset him. Agree or disagree? Him kissing his friend. His biggest scandal? I mean, maybe the homophobes. Scientology involvement. Travolta is one of the most famous and prominent believers in Scientology. Despite having been brought up as a Roman Catholic, Travolta decided to convert to Scientology in 1975. Travolta has been a firm believer for over 40 years and says he has loved having it as an, as an influence on his life. In an interview on Good Morning America, he said it's been a thing of beauty in his life, helping him to save the lives of others and being a source of immense support and strength through the grieving period for his son jet he was quoted by saying i've saved lives with it and saved my own life several times through the loss of my son it helped me every step of the way for two years solid and here i am living in fear travolta's relationship with scientology hasn't always been plain sailing <laughs> take a shot every time this I was gonna say that. author says plain sailing <laughs> in 1991 the church of scientology believed that travolta might be looking to leave the church Executive Director William Franks thought that Travolta was... In, I'm sorry, what year? 
91. Okay. Thought that Travolta was worried that the church would expose details about his personal life. For the Church of Scientology, secrecy is held in high regard. These secrets have not been revealed. Perhaps they are subject to a non-disclosure agreement. All this makes his relationship with the Church of Scientology less than straightforward. Even though it hasn't always been a smooth ride for John Travolta and Scientology, he's still willing to defend it through and through. When HBO released a documentary on the Scientology, it did not show the church in a positive light. Travolta was asked his opinion on the program and said he could not comment properly as he had not experienced the negative aspects of Scientology that the program portrayed. He believed that those who had spoken out against Scientology were merely disgruntled with their experiences. This is in contrast to Travolta's experience, which he is quoted as saying, It has been so beautiful for me that I can't even imagine attacking it. There's no way he's seen no negative. I'm curious. So, people have said really negative things about him with Scientology and his life and all of the people who around him who have passed away. And I'm wondering if this guy's going to talk about them. If you had to guess what the next paragraph was about... Do you think it would be about that or about something else? I'm going to guess it's going to be about his son, Jet. For as long as he can remember, John Travolta had dreamed of being an actor. <laughs> so much so that he dropped out of high school. <laughs> I am, I feel like I'm in hell. <laughs> it feels like purgatory. Yeah. He dropped out of high school so he could focus all of his time into making a success of it. His first move was to New York City, where he got his first professional acting job in the lineup for Grace the Musical, with whom he toured. His next job job was with another Broadway hit show called Over Here. This was a fantastic opportunity for Travolta to develop his acting skills and built up his resume. Once he felt confident that this was something he could really make a go of, he packed his bags and headed for the showbiz capital of the world, Los Angeles. I wish you could read in two speed. I do too. <laughs> Holy shit. What the fuck? Is, I'm like so tired, but we're we're getting closer to the end. Okay. I want to know if it talks about... It might be this. Lawsuits and assault. Nope. <laughs> May of 2012 was a bad time for Travolta as he was hit with allegations of unwanted advanti- advances by an anonymous masseuse. The masseuse oh, I filed th- I a remember lawsuit this. This was a sad day in my... Against Travolta. This revelation came just days after another set of accusations, this time from two men represented by Gloria Allred. The men had sued Travolta for battery and assault after they claimed they had been subject to his violent behavior in a hotel in Beverly Hills and at another hotel in Atlanta. Travolta remained strong, and eventually his legal team proved that the stories weren't true and the allegations were dropped. Another assault. The cases in 2012 were not the first allegations Travolta had to face. In 2009, which on a Royal Caribbean cruise, Travolta is alleged to have spoken out of turn to one of the workers on the ship. According to the allegations, Travolta had called him beautiful and said he would take care of him. While John Travolta couldn't deny he was on the cruise, he could deny the claims Mr. made by Mr. Zanzi, the cruise ship worker at the center of the allegations. Are you raising your hand or no, are you just I'm trying just... to get blood to your brain? Yeah. Yeah. My back, like, is really hurting. Are you on something? Oh, no, on I'm on the floor. Chair? Oh, you're just... <laughs> Let me just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just laying down. Travolta, when asked about the claims, called them ludicrous and inane and thought it was just another person looking for a few minutes in the spotlight. The claims were eventually dropped before a trial took place. 
Another allegation was made in 2012 from Travolta's former co-star from Greece, Jeff Conaway, who played mm. Kaniki. Whoa. Together, I've never heard this one. Together with his ex-fiancee, Vicky Lizzie claimed in an article in the National Enquirer that John Travolta had once again made unwanted advantage, but advances, but on this occasion it took place in the 1990s and was directed at Conaway. Travolta's legal team vehemently denied the claims and said they were nothing more than a malicious tabloid agenda to boost lagging sales by running outrageous defamatory stories about my client sourced by people seeking notoriety or a payday. Ugh. Jet's struggle. Okay. Jet sadly died at the tragically young age of 16, but it wasn't until after his death that John Travolta revealed some of the many difficulties his son had lived with. Aside from being autistic, Jet suffered from complicated combination of neurological disorders, which meant that he often had seizures. The details of Jet's condition were revealed in a hearing as a result of attempted extortion. John Travolta felt it was important for people to know how his son had suffered throughout his short life and ultimately brought him to his untimely death. Total blackout. As an experienced pilot... <laughs> it just talks about a night that John Travolta got blackout drunk. <laughs> <laughs> like, and then he ordered another martini <laughs> and then he had a long island <laughs> which is funny because his co-worker from the 1994 <laughs> film long island <laughs> it was all plain sailing <laughs> it was all plain sailing until he took a shot of tequila <laughs> <laughs> Okay, as an experienced pilot and aviation enthusiast, John Travolta has been able to experience some amazing things. This isn't to say he hasn't had to deal with an emergency from time to time. This particular emergency took place on a late November evening back in 1992. It was a cloudy night and Travolta was piloting his Gulfstream N728T as he was making his way along with one of the busiest airwaves. He suffered a complete engine failure. Travolta had to think quick and luckily noticed the Washington, D.C. airport between a break in the clouds. Bless you, bud. He was able to guide the plane along with his co-pilot to an emergency landing where luckily no one was harmed. Oh. Do you think the person who wrote this just... Copy and pasted? Really likes planes? <laughs> they did, And they found out about... That's what Travolta motivated them? Reading about planes. A near miss. As part of the full engine failure, the plane's radio system also had a total blackout. Air traffic control became very nervous as to the whereabouts of Travolta's plane and suspended activity until they knew its location and where it might be landing. In an attempt to try and be helpful, it was decided to have another plane guide John and his co-pilot to the runway. To do this, they diverted a fully booked Boeing 727. However, due to the fact that Travolta's radios were also out, he had no idea this was the plan and so narrowly avoided a mid-air collision. Luckily, all was fine, both planes landed safely, and no one was hurt taking its toll. Jet's life was from an early age plagued with difficulties. At the age of just two, he was rushed to the hospital with what appeared to be flu-like symptoms. In fact, it was far more serious. Kawasaki disease, which is an autoimmune condition affecting inflammation in the arteries. It's severe but treatable. While it's not contagious, it was likely to have been related to Jet's many other health issues which he suffered from his entire life. It wasn't until Montel Williams interviewed Kelly Preston in 2003 that she revealed what happened during this ordeal. Couldn't make the grade. John Travolta was not an academic child. 
when he was at school. He you was... know, it would be a funny prank if you were making this all up. <laughs> and you, like, kept running out of things, so you kept repeating yourself. I wish. <laughs> I wish. I had so much pain. <laughs> I just want to go to bed. I was for real going to go out tonight. Mm. And then we were, I was like, we'll just record. We started recording pretty early. Right. Wasn't even eight. No, it was like, yeah, we'll, like, knock this out. I'll leave. John Travolta was not an academic child when he was at school, and he too—he was too focused on perfecting... We're on to his childhood? ...his acting skills. Indeed, this was mirrored in some of the roles where he played... He played where he was one of the cool kids, but not necessarily top of his class. Roles such as Grease and Welcome Back, Cotter. It didn't take long for Travolta to realize that the performing arts were his calling, and he became less and less interested in his studies, which was something his teachers were concerned about. Regarding his relationship with his teachers, Travolta would just try and charm them, and he was once quoted as saying he tried to communicate with them on a more adult level. Okay. <laughs> Great. We're almost to the bottom, and we have gotten nothing. <laughs> they haven't even talked about the one thing. Dropping out of high school, it's said that life imitates art, and for John Travolta, art imitated life. Such was the case that he became so focused on his acting career, he decided to drop out of high school, age 16, to pursue his dreams. Landing the role of Danny Zuko, a charming and popular high school kid who was not focused on his studies, was, to an extent, art imitating life for Travolta. What it didn't reflect was that for Travolta, he participated in football and basketball with his friends, but they never really understood his devotion to acting and why. We know. High School Musical, Troy Bolton. Travolta would head to acting studios at night to work on his craft. Perhaps now that he was one of the most in-demand actors in Hollywood, they understand. Helping Haiti. Being a successful (laughs) actor. (laughs) I didn't see that one coming. It's crazy because it's either something we've heard five times by now or the something left field. So far out of left field. Okay. Jesus. Okay. Helping Haiti. Being a successful actor means you have resources to help those less fortunate than you. This is very much the case with John Travolta, who often shows selfless behavior for those in need. Okay, sorry. Pause. He's literally in Scientology. He spends his money on plenty of things. You just got an ass load of money. Yeah. If he put none of it in charity, he'd be the like the actual worst. Yeah. But for all we know, he spent more money on Scientology than in charity. Right. It's possible. Very possible. He has a runway up to his front door. Yeah, like, let's <laughs> not act like... You know, percentage-wise. Right. Yeah. This was the case in 2010 when news of the devastating earthquake in Haiti hit. The Haitian people and their government just didn't have the resources to help those affected. It was when John Travolta heard this that he loaded his Boeing 707 (laughs) with food, supplies, medical equipment, and doctors and flew the plane to Haiti to deliver the goods personally. This is one of the many perks of having your own airplane that in times of need you can deliver the goods yourself. Out of the spotlight, John Travolta has had a long and fruitful acting career, but in the early 2000s, things weren't going as well as they usually do. He made some poor choices when it came to his career, most notably was Battlefield Earth, which he (laughs) co-produced as well as starring in. Wow, what is this? I saw that photo and I was like, that's not him. 
I think that's him. He's like an alien wearing like weird plastic stuff on his face and he has dreadlocks. I hate it. <laughs> the movie was panned by the critics and performed very poorly at the box office, bringing him virtually nothing. They say you're only as good as your last movie, so Travolta may have thought his career was over. He shouldn't have been so worried about his reputation because it was strong and there were some exciting times ahead. Travolta has proved throughout his career that he is a... Scientologist. Triple threat. Oh. <laughs> he can sing, dance... And act. And act. This has brought his incredible success with fame and fortune. As a result, lots of brands want to work with him and for him to promote their products. He's been turning heads for many years. Such was the case when he became the first man to appear on the cover of the popular magazine McCall's in 1978. Jesus Christ. <laughs> At the time, this was revolutionary as someone... As who would have thought to put someone who wasn't a model on the front of a magazine? Whoa. And moreover, he was a male actor. Wow. Whoa. This was not a traditional choice by any means, but began a new trend of inviting men to be on covers, not just wow. females. That's actually interesting. Yeah. That was in 78. People act like Harry Styles was the first person on the cover of a magazine. They do act like that. Harry would be... I mean this with my entire... <laughs> I was going to say something crazy. <laughs> yeah, I felt that. So... Harry Styles would be nothing without John Travolta. I'll take that. Yep. His romantic preference. <laughs> no. <laughs> this is gonna be a fucking... <laughs> swear to God. No one is really sure where Travolta's romantic preferences lie. He appeared to be happily married to his wife. Of many years, Kelly Preston, with whom he has had three children. However, a string of allegations from men relating to unwanted romantic advances from Travolta is hard to continue denying the situation. This person just wants to suck John Travolta's dick. Right, and they're like, well, it'd be better if he was gay. Right. No, yeah, I completely agree. <laughs> this is also, this is just like a classic tabloid story. Right. No one knows. I'm pretty sure they do. Travolta is clearly fed up with such claims and decided to speak about it in an interview with the Daily Beast saying he was, where he was quoted as saying, I found it most offensive with the loss of my son. I felt like that was the lowest I'd ever felt. That stuff is going to be interesting to somebody, but you stay away from family. This is every celebrity's Achilles heel. It's just about people wanting money. That's all. It happens on many levels. Actors on actors. It's essential to try and stay relevant in Hollywood, and even though Travolta's career is well-established and he has a strong reputation, he still thought it would be a good idea to appear on the PBS for variety special Actors on Actors with another hugely popular star, Rob Lowe. <laughs> Did you see that one coming? No. <laughs> the two chatted about allegations relating to Travolta's supposed sexual misconduct and his preparations for the role of Robert Shapiro in The People v. O.J. Simpson American Crime Story, which you have to watch, which had an all-star cast, including David Schwimmer, Cuba Gooding Jr. and Nathan Lane. David Schwimmer's the weirdest performance in that entire show. Yeah, he plays Robert, right? Kardashian? Yeah. Yeah, I remember being I remember hating that part. It's kind of challenging to watch. Because it's David Schwimmer. It's Ross. He's swimming in silence. He's swimming the whole time. <laughs> There's not a second where he's not. 
Also, like, have you seen clips of actual Robert Kardashian? Mm-mm. I saw a photo of him because they show, like, a slideshow yeah. of comparison. Robert Kardashian is way too slick. That's the sense I got. Like, young John Travolta would have been a shoe-in for Robert Kardashian. Like, that's the that's the vibe. But instead, it's... Schwimmer. Maybe the days of the big-budget movies like Saturday Night Fever, Grease, and Pulp Fiction are behind him. Perhaps he'll decide it's time to focus on his family and his love of aviation. What we do know is that whatever Travolta sets his mind to, he goes for it, full throttle, until he's reached back to the top of his game with it. Back in 2016, some new opportunities were being offered to him for stage and screen, so we wait with bated breath to see what he comes out with next. Is there going to be a page two? I'm so scared. Losing Kelly after overcoming okay. hardships and personal I tragedies I thought he together, literally wasn't going to talk about this. For so many years, it seemed like nothing could come between the loving Travoltas. Was this the thing? Yeah. However, in some cases, there's not a lot of c- a couple can do against a higher power. In 2018, Kelly was unfortunately diagnosed with breast cancer, a diagnosis the family kept away from the spotlight. After two years of treatment, at the age of 57, she sadly passed away. John officially announced her passing in an emotional Instagram post, praising her courage and the support she had throughout that difficult battle. She will forever be his greatest love. That's how it ends. So, I don't know if you remember, but a couple hours ago, his first love died of breast cancer in his arms. Right, I do recall that. And you were like, oh my god, that's so sad. And then I was like, wait, his other wife. Wow. Also dies of breast cancer. Also, that, whoever wrote that is an asshole for including all of her when he was like, Everything seemed great with him and Kelly, but there's all of these other allegations that nobody actually knows about. Like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, whoever wrote that's a dirtbag. Yeah. Does it have an author? I thought you said it was Harold. It's Harold Weekly, H-E-R-A-L-D. Um, let's see. Let me scroll all the way up. You want to watch me scroll? <laughs> this is so stupid. I can't believe any of that actually (laughs) Michael Wagner can I give you a a couple of his other headlines yeah the incredible story of a mama bear forced to leave her cubs to drown (laughs) but he knows so much about that bear world's first surviving septuplets well how many is septuplet having a baby is probably one of the most life changing experiences (laughs) yeah it's seven Wow, do you feel changed? Vienna's like bored. Yeah. She's never like <laughs> So what are your thoughts on John Travolta now? Um, kinda spooky. It's kind of like um Ariana Grande has had a lot of people die too. Like it's always striking to me when that happens to When somebody. there's just so many people around one. Right, because it's not their fault. Right. But like I wonder how much grief What the yeah. Yeah, that's like well, then, like, after Kelly died, there's, like, all these rumors that, like, he left Scientology because they, like, couldn't save her and, like, all this weird stuff, which is just, like, sad celebrity stuff that they just obviously post about. But there was a lot of rumors of him leaving Scientology, but I don't know if it's true. I think it's hard for him to leave, like... Yeah, they don't, I don't think they'd make that very easy for him. Yeah. I learned that he's a pilot. I learned that he's friends with Oprah. I learned that his son died. I learned that he was in Greece 
and bear spray. I want to know about that Oprah trip. I learned that he danced with Princess Diana. Mm, yeah, that was fun. Wow, it literally took you almost two hours to read. I that. learned that he's a triple threat. He is a triple. I I learned he didn't have an Oscar. Yeah. Fuck Leonardo DiCaprio. Why do we care about him? Yeah, John Travolta's done more. Yeah. I learned that Idina Menzel called him Glom Gazino. <laughs> Glom Gazino. <laughs> That's good one. So stupid. It's so funny. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, like, Chandra Voltor. Like... Nope. Glom Gazino. <laughs> okay, fuck her, It's kill. just stupid enough to work. John Travolta, Danny Zuko, Glom Gazino. Oh, that's hard, actually. I know for sure I'm fucking Danny Zuko. Why? Because he's <clears throat> Grease Lightning. I'm fucking Glom Gazino. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to kill Glom Gazino. Yeah, but you don't want to kill John Travolta. John Travolta. I'm fucking Glom, killing Danny. Sorry, <laughs> marrying John. What do you think Glom is like in bed? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> What's that stupid song you like? That's like go 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 blah. You know what I'm talking about? The glove glove gab glab. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm picturing. Glom Gazino is definitely. But with like greaser hair. Yeah. I'll kill that one. Mary Johnny. Because he looks like the Glub Glub Gab Galab. Nice. Wow, two full episodes. Mm-hmm. <sighs> didn't realize that's what we were doing. I didn't know until we were in the throes of it. I knew it was long, but I didn't realize it was that long. <laughs> no one did. <laughs> Also, no one proofread that. Like, I didn't have time to mention how many times, like, Greece wasn't capitalized. Or, like, <laughs> there was just missing punctuation. <laughs> it was spelled, like, G-R-E-E-C-E. <laughs> there was a lot going on. I don't... I am a little confused. Was this a paid role for Mr. Wagner? What's his name, Mark? Michael. It might be McCall. <laughs> might be Michelle. I need to rest my vocal cords. 